Welcome to Growth Colony, Australia's B2B growth podcast. I'm Alex Hipwell. Each episode, we bring you B2B founders, CMOs, marketing and sales leaders to find out what makes them successful and what's behind their failures. Let's dive right into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Growth Colony. I'm Shaheen Hoda with X-Growth. And today I'm talking to Dale Beaumont, founder and CEO at Business Blueprint, about where should companies start when it comes to building their marketing tech stack? On that note, let's dive in. Dale, thanks for joining us. Yeah, looking forward to chatting. No, same over here. Same over here. Uh, tools are always fun to talk about, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, for those who might not be familiar with yourself or the business blueprint, can you, can you give us a quick background and intro? Yeah, so I've been in uh, small business for uh, for 20 years now, started uh, when I was uh, 19, building businesses ever since. But for the last 11 years now, I've been running a company called Business Blueprint. And my goal was to teach other entrepreneurs and business owners how to better use technology in order to uh, improve their business. So started that in November 2009. It's been an amazing journey and we've now helped thousands of small business owners across Australia and the, the and New Zealand make the shift from the old world to the new world. So uh, that involves like digital marketing and involves you know using things like uh, project management sort of tools or CRM systems and doing digital marketing. So it's, yeah, it's been a, a fun ride and uh, I love marketing. I love technology. So I'm looking forward to this chat. Yeah, for sure. And and we were talking just uh, a couple of minutes ago about some of the posts that you have and some of the discussions that you have around tools. And I was like, you know what? I love it. I love the stuff that you talk about. And whenever I see a post on LinkedIn from your side, I'm like, all right, what is this tool now that Dale is talking about? So uh, so I'm very excited about it as well. How did you How did you get started? How did you get involved with tools and building tech stacks in the first place? Yeah, well, I think that because I was that I was sort of born in 1981, so I was the first first kind of generation that grew up with computers in their home and computers in their, their their classroom, and so because of that, I just kind of like technology was, I suppose, part of growing up. And so uh, when I started business, someone said you should have a website, so I was like, okay, I'll figure out how to get a website, or I'll uh, I wanted to start selling. I had an ebook, and I wanted to start selling it online. So I've you know figured out how to start selling things online. This is like in 2001. And so uh, it was just, it just kind of like, you know, came to me, not that I'm a super sort of like, I'm definitely not a de- developer or anything super technical, but I just basically realized technology was going to be the future. And so I just was just like an early adopter. And then, so when I started, you know, doing all these things, like sending out, you know, <laughs> it seems so basic now, but I had autoresponder, you know, emails in the early 2000s and being able to later on, you know, embed videos, you know, into uh, sort of marketing. People like thought that I was like a magician, like, oh my gosh, wow, how how are you doing all of these things? Just amazing. Like, can you teach me? And then, you know, there's, there's of course, uh, you know, Google AdWords and, and Facebook and uh, all these kind of like new platforms. And, and what was, was kind of what was back then was the yellow pages. And people were realizing the fact that, you know, that was kind of like dying and all these new digital platforms were taking over. And so I had a lot of people like at the time I was like 27, 28, and a lot of people were reaching out to me saying, and, and, and these are people that are way older than me. There's people in their forties, fifties, and sixties who are successful entrepreneurs saying, Hey, can you teach me how to use this technology stuff? And so I was like, okay. And so that's when I started running an event 
called the new rules of business, where I would teach people how to make the shift from the uh, old way of doing things to the new way of doing things. And it just kind of took off. And there was like thousands of small business owners that were coming along to my events to hear from this kind of like, you know, young guy about how to, uh, how to kind of harness the power of technology in order to, to grow, uh, you know, fitter, faster, more profitable business. Right. I mean, 2001 auto response, that is superpower, sir, back then. <laughs> that is, uh, I love that from 2001, 2002. That's, that world was different than uh, 20 years ago. There's a lot of the stuff that we use right now. It just, it was, was not, a, they were not a thing, right? Facebook and, and Google and Facebook wasn't even founded. That, that, that's, that's crazy. And it's crazy to see how far we've come and how mature that space has got. I always look at the, um, I always forget its name, but you know, the, the diagram of all the tools, all, all the tools that get introduced every year. And it was like 100 at the beginning and then 200 and then 500 and then 1,000. And then I don't know where it's at right now, but it's just amazing to see that transition and the growth in that space. And it's, I mean, I feel like today it's even harder to navigate that space than, than it was before. What do you think? it's like a full-time job almost. Like if you look on product hunt, there's like 30 to 50 products launched a day. And that's not even all of them. That's just one website that kind of collects all of these. And so, you know, I, I go through that website every day and I sort of like bookmark ones that are relevant for small business owners. And then I kind of will get my team to kind of go through and have a play with them, see if they work and they um, solve a meaningful sort of problem. And then they come back to me and then I'll kind of teach my clients how to use these uh, these tools. So um, we go through literally thousands of tools every month to maybe find the you know five to ten that uh, that we can actually use and, uh, and 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 implement into our business. I love that. I love that. That just keeps you at the at the uh, at the edge frontier of uh, of what's coming out, especially product hunt. Keeping a close eye on that. Okay, let's dive in. You know, let's let's say I've started my business, or I'm uh, I'm I'm a new marketing hire, right? I need to start to create some order around a company, introduce some tools, mature the tool stack. What do I need to keep in mind? Like, where do I start? What are some of the key tools that I have to start looking into? Yeah, this, so this, we'll break them up into different sort of headings. And then rather than talking about specific tools, we'll have this sort of like the category. And then underneath, there's normally three or four options, you know, depending on, you know, your budget and kind of the type of business that you have, whether you're, you know, e-commerce based business or a service based business, you know, etc. So rather than getting lost in specific, you know, tools and this versus that, we'll just look at the overall categories. So I think if you're, if you're really trying to market and grow any business, you need some way of being able to capture and then nurture leads. Like we, you know, we call that like a CRM system. That's just fundamental. That's just like, you know, you can't really run a business without a, a good CRM system. CRM system will be able to um, enable people to, you know, head into a to landing page. And then that's probably another thing that you'd need is some type of, um, you know, website platform. It could be just WordPress to begin with, or there's other heaps of different landing page builders that are out there. But you're basically going to send traffic to a web page, and that's going to have an opt-in form that goes into your CRM system that will enable you to to launch, like uh, you know what was uh, talking about before, those autoresponders, the, those uh, follow-up emails. Uh, in those emails, you probably want to have some videos as well. So then you need somewhere to kind of store and host your videos. So that could be YouTube when you're starting. So that's not a a major expense. And then what you're going to need to do is uh, probably start, you know, getting people on the phone and making 
calls, depending on what type of business you're in. Some people can just buy online and that's great, but then you'll need some type of uh, phone system. And so now, rather than having physical you know, phones, we, we've already got a computer, we've already got a phone. So now we can actually either, we don't sort of necessarily recommend you know, using your mobile phone number to make and receive calls because that doesn't scale but you can use a system like uh, Dialpad, and Dialpad is a cloud-based phone system which turns your mobile phone into a landline sort of like phone system. So people can call a local number, and you can answer it as a local number. You can make eight outbound calls as well. And then when you start having a team anywhere in Australia or anywhere around the world, they can all be networked to your your, your phone system. So definitely, you need a CRM system. You need some way of being able to uh, you know make uh, make make phone calls. And then there's a whole bunch of other things as well which we can look at like you know planning out your content so there's content planners there's social media schedulers there's tools around uh, what you're going to use for for graphic design where you're going to host your um, videos you may need two different systems to talk to each other so therefore you might need some type of integration software like or automation software like uh, zapier for example document management lead tracking and project management as well so we can kind of deep dive in any of those sort of topics that's just the kind of overall categories of kind of like what makes up the tech stack in terms of different layers and then you kind of need to decide uh, which tool in each of those is going to be right for you all right so i got about 10 categories over here right so we talked about crm we talked about web kind of autoresponding responding marketing automation if you want to call it platform for for hosting your video managing your videos calls content management social social posts and social if you want to call it social management social post management graphic design tool for integration and document management. Yeah. Before we kind of dive into some of these, actually, you know what? Let's let's dive into one after another. And then what I'd like to do is I'd like to understand where do you see some of the more common gaps in businesses? Like, you know, what, what in, in these 10 categories, you, you're like, you know what? We usually see this being a big gap. So I want to come back to that later. Let's let's talk about that. So CRM is is kind of the heart of the business, right? So everything kind of revolves around that. You know, what are some of the recommendations around around CRM implementation that you have? Yeah, there's so many different CRM systems that are that are out there, and you, you want to find uh, one that that's going to offer you, you know, the, the features that you need as you're going to grow. Because you know, it's not just uh, when you have thousands of contacts and you have hundreds of, of different fields. You know, it is a bit of a pain to move from one system to the next because you've got so much data in, uh, you know, in that particular system. So it is one that you know you're not going to think of, think about it for for, for months, but you definitely want to put a few good hours worth of research into choosing the right one for you. For for most businesses, the, the two that were our, our favorites that we love the most would be one would be Entreport and another one would be Active Campaign. They're two really good CRM systems that are really good uh, all-rounders. And those systems are kind of designed if you're doing things at scale. So if you have, you know, say more than more than a hundred leads that you are kind of like working at any point in time, hundred up to a hundred thousand, right? You have like you're building things that that sort of scale. 
then that that would be the the right type of system. The other kind of like system would be if you're doing maybe enterprise sales and you've only got like 30 or 50 potential targets, like you're doing and everything is very bespoke, everything is one-to-one, every email you're sending, you know, is is kind of customized. You're not sending like these broadcast type, type messages. Then a CRM system like Copper, which integrates really well with uh, with Google and, uh, and G Suite or, or another one would be Capsule, which is kind of like the baby brother of uh, of copper they would be really good systems if you are uh, doing uh, if you're sort of got a, a, a high ticket price and a relatively low number of customers versus a lower ticket price than hundreds or thousands of potential customers um, so they're, they're just a few of the tools that i would think about for your crm not only does it capture leads not only does it do all the email marketing stuff sms but also you can then build out basically it has like a campaign builder inside so you can then start to build marketing automation, and so and that's where you set up a whole you know series of uh, of funnels or campaigns, and then kind of like think about like going to um, Disneyland, you know that people will kind of go on rides and they'll kind of like have an experience, and then they'll be going on to the next ride and they'll have an experience, all to kind of designed to get people to move further towards making a buying decision, and then once they're bought, you know you'll have a campaign to actually onboard them, and you might have another campaign if they want to cancel, and you might have another campaign if they want to upgrade or another campaign if they refer a friend. And so what you basically do is you go into your CRM system, you click one button. If someone says, Hey, I'm, you know, thinking about going on hold, you'll go, okay, look, let me send you some information. I'll tell you more about that and what we can sort of do to support you during this time, click a button and then boom, it fires off a whole series of steps. And, and what's great about it is it's dynamic. So based on their actions or inactions that determines what happens next. And the whole thing is basically automated. And if they do the action that you want, then the campaign stops because it's had its desired effect. That's obviously a very simplistic version of it. That is CRM system you know, is really powerful and it can, it can save you, you know, 20 hours a week potentially of kind of manual follow-up if you have a good CRM. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and that kind of covers, I think, I feel like two points, right? Where, where we talk about CRM and kind of autoresponse slash marketing automation. The other thing that you talked about that I think it's crucial for every every small business is their web presence and where that's built. You mentioned WordPress. Is there is there anything else or is there any other sexy platforms that you saw recently come out that that people can use to uh, to build their websites and basically build that digital infrastructure on? Yeah, so it depends on sort of how technically minded that you are to what you're going to sort of like uh, build it in and what type of business that you have. But generally speaking, if you're a service-based sort of like uh, business or even a low-end product business, and what I mean by that, maybe you've got like 50 products or less, then you can do all of that in WordPress or Squarespace, Drupal, um, Joomla. These are all kind of like, these are really good sort of like uh, website building platforms. Then on the other side if you're doing e-commerce then you're probably going to go down the road of shopify or big commerce they're the really the 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 platforms that are specialized now in doing e-commerce so that's probably what you would do unless you just need a single page like website there's um, quite a few platforms out there like unbounce is 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 one 
Uh, another one's leadpages.net. And these are just companies out there that go, you want a web page? Great. We'll, we'll kind of give you a web page in like 10 minutes. Now you've got a page, so you can technically drive traffic to that page. And if you have a CRM system, you can capture leads, but you know, you're not going to have like a, this is not a multi-page website experience. You can't then have an about us page and then a testimonial page and like a contact page. That, that's when you're kind of jumping over into something like uh, WordPress that has like multi-pages, it has like a blog, it has, uh, you know, you can kind of do lots of cool things there. But um, yeah, there's heaps of great platforms that are out there. And that's a, probably a good thing, easy thing to you can outsource as well once you kind of make your decision around what platform you want to use. If you stick to those big ones that I mentioned, like Squarespace is pretty easy to do yourself uh, if you want. But even WordPress now, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of uh, developers out there that can use, say, WordPress, for example. So it's pretty easy to uh, outsource it to, uh, to someone else to do that for you. Or there's places you can go now where you can buy uh, templates, WordPress templates. You find a template that you like and uh, you just drop in your panels and uh, you've you know, got a website within a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. And Vado, our uh, Victorian startup for sure is the yeah. place to be, right? For that. Definitely. But um, what about, you know, on these website builders, do people need to worry about SEO? Because that's a, that's a little bit of a concern, right? So, or, or you, you, you maybe disagree that, you know, some of them are not, might not be best suited for a company scaling. You know, one of the, one of the platforms I didn't hear you mention was Wix, right? Well, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, look, I think they come a long way. I still remember Wix sort of like 10 years ago and it's very kind of basic and, and clunky. So I, I maybe wrote it off a long time ago, but it, it probably still has its place. I'm sure it's going to come a long way. So I'd put that in the category of kind of like Squarespace. Look, these tools are good if you just want something up but then later on when you get a bit more sophisticated you, you kind of like you, you start to become like i want the space to be this or i want the you know i want the you know colors to be like this and, and there's certain things that you just can't you know you get to these kind of like brick walls and you just like can't change it because it's kind of all in the back end code and because it's written you know made in such a way that's sort of super simple for the for the user there's trade-offs with kind of like everything and so once you start getting really fussy about your brand then you kind of you can't use those systems because they um yeah they, they, they don't let you change certain things yeah been there done that absolutely okay let's talk about video right i think video is booming it's you know one of the one of the main things that we did early on was we we brought when we were very small and we you know probably was, was hard to afford but we brought someone who kind of manage video production for us. And we wanted to make sure that we reproduce a lot of video. So video is, is, is blown up. Tell me a little bit about some of the platforms and some of the tools that people should think about when, when it comes to video marketing and producing video and, and hosting their videos. Yeah, sure. So obviously you've got your, you know, recording, we're not going to get into camera equipment, a microphone, all that type of stuff. So, you, you know, you record your, your, your content and you can actually, again, outsource that to someone that can, you know, come out and film everything, you know, that has all the gear and equipment. And, you know, in, in this, if you're prepared in a few hours, you know, you can maybe pump out, you know, 10 or 15 videos or something along those lines, depending on whether they're content videos or they're more promotional sort of in nature, but then they're going to need to be edited somehow. So, the uh, kind of like main platform that we would use would um, either be Final Cut if you're a Mac user or otherwise. We, we'd probably recommend like Adobe Premiere Pro for video editing. The reason being is because it's it's like kind of like it's kind of uh, operating system agnostic. You can work use it for Mac and PC and a lot of our videos are actually edited by people in the Philippines. And so you know, they oftentimes won't, won't have a Mac. And so we just kind of went with a standard uh, which is Adobe Premiere Pro. So they do all the editing 
And then from there, you need to host it somewhere. And it really depends on kind of a, a couple of, of things. Generally speaking, that you most of the time you're going to put it on YouTube. And, and the reason why is because there's good reason why to put it onto YouTube. You know, YouTube is is like now the, you know, the 5,000 pound gorilla in terms of the uh, video kind of like space. And so the more kind of like, the more that people, when and the, and the other thing that's really powerful about YouTube that I'm seeing more and more is, is that, you know, because Google and obviously YouTube is now using like like these their recommendations engines like AI to decide what videos you watch next. The moment that you search, you watch something on YouTube. Like a few months ago, I kind of decided that I wanted to buy a cafe racer kind of motorbike. And so I watched one video and then it served up over the next week it served up 20 other videos from the same company. It's kind of like went back through their archive. And some of those videos were like 12 months old, two years old, five years old. And it just kind of gave me everything that, that kind of just served it up on a platter to me. And it was constantly in my feed. So if you get someone to watch one of your videos on YouTube, they're probably going to see three more, which is super, super powerful thing. And this is for free. So that's why your videos probably should be on YouTube because um, it's then going to, for someone watches one, they, it's going to serve them up more. The only reason why you wouldn't use YouTube is, is that it depends on how far sophisticated you want to be with your marketing. Like if you're selling a, a, a high-end product to a you know, relatively small number of, of people, and it's a difference between YouTube is kind of still like a dumb player and then there's a smart player. Dumb player that I mean, you know that you got 100 views on YouTube, but you don't know who watched those videos. It could be anyone. But if you use a player like Wistia, Wistia actually can then talk through Zapier, which is another kind of like connector tool to your CRM system. And then you can actually know which of your customers watch that particular video. So if you send out a video to like 50 people, and then you can actually say, when someone's watched more than 80% of this video, let me know. And it knows who's watched it and actually sends you an email to say, this person just watched 80% of your video. And so that would be a perfect moment to pick up the phone and say, Hey, I just wanted to give you a call just to check in and see how you are. And they're going to say, Oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe it. Like two minutes ago, I was just watching a video and you're like, Oh wow, what a coincidence. That's amazing. Well, seeing I've got you on the phone, what did you think? And so this is where you can actually take a, 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 a like a, a um, decisive action at the very moment that someone is fully engaged with your content. You can't do that on YouTube. You don't know who watched it. You know, people watched it, but you don't know who, but if you, using Wistia, you can actually pinpoint the person. It tells your CRM system and it fires off a, an alert to you to take an action uh, when someone's most, most engaged and most likely to buy. Yeah, gotcha. And that's, yeah, that's so important. And it, again, today it feels like the same, the same superpower of an autoresponder in 2001, right? It's in the same category. Do you ever find yourself stuck with a B2B problem? Need a second opinion on your next campaign? Or looking for some feedback on that piece of MarTech you're thinking to purchase? Well, that's why we created the Growth Colony Slack channel. The Slack channel is like a small dinner party where you get to meet and mingle with B2B professionals, hear what others are doing and keep up to date with the latest B2B trends and news. You'll also get access to a range of exclusive content from our podcasts, webinars, and events. The best thing about it, it's all free. If this sounds interesting, head over to growthcolony.org forward slash slack and sign up. That's growthcolony.org forward slash slack.
the fifth one I got written over here is uh, is calls. Hit, hit me up with that. So, I mean, you you kind of talked about that, the fact that you know it allows you to scale and allows you to do outbound calls and it integrates with your CRM and you record everything and and everything gets documented. Would it, especially if you have a larger team? Is there anything else on on uh, on calls that you want to mention? Yeah. So yeah, you'll, you'll need to, to obviously pick up the phone and, and talk to certain uh, people depending on what you're selling. So you'll need to have you know a number. You might even want to have different numbers in different countries as well that all kind of redirect to one kind of like, you know, one operator. But then if you're not there, you can actually flick a switch and it can be redirected to someone else. And then you can decide like you've got all the features to say, I want this to ring three times. And if it doesn't, then call this person. And then if it doesn't answer, then uh, I want you to take of like a voicemail and that voicemail gets emailed to you. You can transcribe all of your, your calls. You can have all of the uh, transcriptions go into your CRM system. So it's just so many really cool things. So yeah, I think we've covered uh, that one, but the system that we re kind of use is called Dialpad. And uh, that's what we use to kind of like scale all of our basically, yeah, our phone calls and inbound and outbound. Gotcha. All right. Let's talk content and and content distribution. So I feel like the, you tell me the content component, social, which is kind of distribution of content, and then graphic, which is kind of designing the content could go in one bucket. What, what do you think on, on those three? Yeah, so you, you, there might even be a few different marketing tools that you'll use depending on what your marketing kind of like strategy, you know, is. If it's content marketing, we'll get to that in just a sec. Or sometimes people are kind of like like finding email addresses through LinkedIn. So there's a thing called wizard that kind of like you can go through and you can export, you know, data from LinkedIn. There's other tools out there called a mail shake where if you've, you know, you're scraping data from somewhere and you've got a list, then it can actually send out these um, messages to, to people without putting them into a CRM, which you're not allowed to do. You can't just scrape data and put it into a CRM and do mass market broadcasts, but you can do use systems like Mailshake and GMAS that actually send out these emails manually, but they're still like automated, but they actually, it's using software to send them out manually. So you're not kind of like breaking any rules there. So there, there's a whole bunch of different sort of tools that you'll use, uh, you know, PR sort of tools and things like that as well, depending on what your marketing strategy is. And now if you're one of your other strategies, content marketing, you need some way of planning out your content that you're going to be sharing. So a couple of ones would be, you've obviously got like Google Docs or Google Sheets, but a more sophisticated version of that is Airtable. Love Airtable. It's a fantastic tool. Won't go through it all. You can Google it and you can check out uh, Airtable. That's for your content, kind of planning out your content. Then once you kind of got your content planned out, then you need to schedule, you know, your posts. So the one that that we used to use is called Buffer. Buffer is great. And uh, again, you can check that out. I won't kind of like explain it here. But the problem with Buffer is it didn't kind of link with Instagram and Facebook stories and stories are now becoming quite big. So we found another tool called Whoop Social, W-O-O-P. And that kind of manages all of our kind of like outbound uh, social media posts. Um, and it can also manage some of the you know comments and stuff that comes in as well. And then you've also got your sort of like, you know, digital marketing uh, platforms as well. If you are starting to do some paid ads, so you've got obviously the Google ads uh, platform as well. And then you've got Facebook ads platform if you're doing any form of, uh, of, of pay-per-click. Uh, when you're designing ads, of course, you need you need a copy. So you know, you'll, you'll probably engage some type of uh, copywriter on demand or you write the copy yourself. And then you'll need some type of visuals. And the visuals will either be uh, still 
graphics. So you probably use something like Canva or if you want to outsource it, there is like services like Design Pickle or, or Many Pixels, which do the graphic design for you. And then you also may test between doing video ads as well. And we've already spoken about video b- before as well. So yeah, that, that kind of ties all that stuff together uh, about uh, all of your um, sort of like outbound content marketing. I love it. I love it. I feel like some, some people who might be listening, it will be uh, drinking from a fire hose. So uh, just, just all this golden nuggets being drip, dropped. Okay, that's cool. What about, you know, you, you talked about the challenges with buffer and scheduling for, for stories. What has been your experience with, with LinkedIn? Because we, we tested, I think we tested buffer and we were very disappointed about the results of it. Like, LinkedIn definitely deprioritized the posts that were coming from a social media scheduler. And we had to go back to manual. uh, And then all of a sudden, our impressions went up again. So have you come across anything? I don't know if you've if you've played in the LinkedIn uh, game, I I know you post a lot. But what, what is what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Because you know, sometimes like, you know, we've found the same thing before in the past that Facebook was deprioritizing things that came from, you know, we used to use Hootsuite, you know, a long time ago as well. But then when, you know, people ask Facebook, Facebook, like, no, we don't, we treat all posts equally. It's like, really? So there's definitely, there's definitely something going on. And I I think that they, what they all want, they all want native content. They all want content promoted directly onto their, their platform, not through sort of like uh, third, third parties, but they've copped it. They have copped a lot of like flack for deprioritizing and they've kind of, some of the, these uh, platforms have been kind of like, you know, caught out and they've kind of bowed to pressure to try and equalize level the playing field and realize the fact that people are using these scheduling tools now because they have to, like, if you want to, if you want to put up a post and you need it to go at 10 a.m. in North America and it's just not going to work because it's 2 a.m. where you are to wake up in the morning and press the send button, you know, that's just, yeah, it's just not practical. And so from what I have been told from by my team, the pendulum is sort of like swung, swung back and they are supporting and allowing these third-party tools and not punishing people at all or as much. And so then it just becomes a sort of like a time sort of like saver and to, to say rather than me having to, to, to do all this stuff, if I lose, make maybe five percent of my um, my reach, but I've saved myself hours a day, then that's a price I'm willing to pay. Yeah, you save yourself waking up at four a.m. in the morning for a post. That's five percent. That's worth it. Okay. All right. Now let's talk integration. I think this is also a very sexy, sexy piece of tech that maybe not a lot of companies were using. You mentioned Zapier. You meant there there are a couple other ones out there, but Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so when when I obviously talk about marketing and, and these marketing sort of stack or these tech tools, there's always someone in the audience that comes up to me at the end and says, isn't there just a program that does all of this thing just in one? And it's like, that just doesn't exist and it will never exist because in order for something to do, in order for a product to do something really well, you know, it's got to, it can't do everything. Otherwise it just would just like not work. So there, there is no one system that does it all. So you do do have to 
like I've said, find three, four, five, six, you know, 10 things. Eventually when you get big, you probably got 10 tools and then you will need to pass data from one tool to the next or to have them, you know, sort of sync up context or records or things like that. I mentioned one before, which was a classic from uh, Wistia, which is a video hosting platform to your CRM system, because we want to say, you know, if John watched my video, uh, I want to know about it so I can then follow up John. It's pretty kind of like an obvious thing that you want. Now you can't, they're two different systems. Um, your CRM system, say Entreport and uh, also Wistia, they, they, one's a video pl- ha- a platform and the other's a CRM system, but they share this common person, which is John. So how do I get the details from Wistia into my CRM system? Well, thankfully now, in the past, you used to have to kind of use things called APIs, which send it, and it would involve you having to know how to, to code uh, these connections. And uh, that was a kind of a limitation. So some great companies have popped up in the last five years, one of the biggest ones is uh, is called Zapier or Zapier. Um, there's another one called If This Then That and a few others. But for, for the more kind of like business purposes, we would recommend Zapier. And basically what it does is you just go in, set up a Zapier account, and then all these tools, and there are thousands of tools that are already there. They all just go, let's just, rather than having to all integrate with each other, which is going to take us all forever, let's all integrate with one, which is Zapier, and then everything can talk to everyone. And so uh, what happens is, is that you go in and being without being a coder, you can actually make this one talk to this next one. And they've got these little things. Think of them like these little mini recipes or formulas that are already pre-built and you should just select them on the drop down. And it says, okay, when someone watches a video over here, fire a tag here and you go, yes. And so you just then, you know, basically um, you can pretty much do it yourself or you can outsource this to someone, you know, for a hundred bucks or so they can kind of easily, if they're familiar with uh, Zapier, they can build this for you very, very easily. And then once you've done that, there are literally millions of different things that you could do. If you have like transcripts, I want the transcripts to go into my uh, CRM system, or if, you know, someone uh, downloads a proposal, then, you know, put, put a, um, a, a, a calendar appointment in my diary the next day to follow them up. There's just heaps of different things that you could do. If someone doesn't show up for a meeting, I'm going to fire a tag that's going to send out an SMS. So you'll kind of like start to then develop this awareness of going, I'm doing all these things. You're not even aware of it, but you're doing so many things manually right now, or you're having to remember to remind yourself to sort of do things. And, and that's just, you know, brain just forgets a lot of stuff. And that means that opportunities, you know, slip through the, the cracks and we, we miss out on, uh, on business. But uh, once you then start building these automations, it just takes the pressure off your brain and it just makes sure that stuff can actually get done. Makes life a lot easier. Makes life a lot easier. Okay, we got the last one. And you kind of mentioned it, and that's about document management. You mentioned proposals. Give us the, uh, the, the spiel on document management. Like what, what do we need to think about when it comes to document management in terms of tools? Yeah. So in terms of just all of the internal documents within a business, you're probably going to be just using Google. You know, Google has Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Forms, and that's all of the kind of the internal um, stuff. Sending out Google Docs to clients as a for a formal business kind of proposal, you know, it, it's going to look it's going to look like a document. It's going to look pretty boring. And so, uh, but for internal stuff, that's great, and it's it's, it's, it's collaborative, and and uh, so we, we we love you know using Google internally, but for outbound stuff, 
then you're going to need some type of uh, proposal uh, software. So one of the biggest ones is called Proposify, or I think another one out there is called Better Proposals. And this is whereby you can kind of uh, go in and put in all of your you know, information. You could have an About Us panel, or you could have a Reasons Why panel, or you could have a Pricing panel. And, and um, you basically then kind of set up, set up this um, proposal template. And then when a new client comes in, you kind of go in and you might change the name and you might go, oh, I actually want to move this panel up or I want to change the pricing or I want to uh, add in a couple of new testimonials that are relevant for them you know, in their industry. Then you click save and then you send it to them. And again, what will happen is you can link Proposify to your e-commerce system. And so what will happen is whenever any someone, someone downloads your proposal, you get an alert. They've just downloaded your proposal and clicked on it. But you also get some amazing analytics. So they spent, they spent 30 seconds on it or they spent 30 minutes on it or they opened it once or they opened it 20 times or, and they also how long they spent on every single page. And so you can start to get some really good insights and analytics around your proposals to the point whereby you can also then and have people signing up to join and then from there even go to an order form where they can punch in kind of like details. And then of course, at some point you need a, we haven't sort of touched on this yet, but you need a way of taking money, which isn't kind of marketing, but it's where the kind of marketing ends, which is when you make the sale. And um, that's where you need a way of being able to get people to, to buy. And so the, the kind of the big player in this space is Stripe and Stripe would be what you're going to do to start sort of take uh, payments. And then in terms of document sign off, depending on the kind of level of sophistication that you need. Proposify does have people sort of being able to sign things off, but then you might have contracts and that's where you could use something like DocuSign or HelloSign uh, for making sure that people uh, then agree to your terms of service or, or contracts um, if you have them. And this is the last thing that I quickly want to sort of touch on. Like one thing we that it is kind of all of this stuff is then so some way of just managing all of your all of this stuff how do you manage everything we need some type of project management tool or task management tool and so um, that's where a tool like uh, teamwork or asana or monday.com uh, these are basically the tools that you would need to kind of manage everything, every sort of to do in your business. So that may be even a good place to start, like get a project management tool and the project management tool you put in, get a CRM or get this or get this or get that. So that way, because we've already gone through like 30 or 40 things here, how do you remember them all? Where you put them all into your project management software, decide on what your priorities are, decide who's going to do what, and then you just get busy and get them done and then tick them off. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Start with that project management tool and, and then go from there because this is there, there's a lot of tools here, right? And, and one could become, especially a small business or a small business owner or, you know, the first marketing hire or wherever it is could get overwhelmed pretty easily, pretty quickly. So taking that approach of, of start with, start with uh, the, the project management tool and then go from there. What, what, what would you say is, is, is it probably the next three tools that somebody needs to look at after sorting out the project management? Yeah, so after project manager, it's probably a CRM system. I just think that you need somewhere to then put all of your all of your leads and all that contact information. And so CRM systems probably going to be the next thing that you're going to need. And then it's probably getting your kind of like website, you know, up and up and running, you know, as, as, as soon as kind of like, you know, possible, because uh, people are going to need to, you know, go somewhere to check you out. And so, uh, you know, if you've got a website, and you've got a way of capturing leads, and then you've just got, you know, even, you know, your Gmail and, 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 and a mobile phone number, like you can, you can kind of technically be in business, and you can start and then you'll just start getting smarter over time and going, okay, we need 
that, you know, this making, getting calls, you know, at 2am in the morning on my mobile phone isn't working anymore. So now, now I'll kind of move to like we suggested dial pad, for example, and then something else will kind of like happen where you go, Oh, I need to send someone a video. What am I going to do? And then you might kind of look at YouTube or Wistia. So, so the thing is, yeah, don't kind of get overwhelmed. Just start with the, the, the kind of the, the, the essentials. And then you just start bolting on these other things, um, over time. Uh, when when these kind of problems come up and you need a solution, um, like sending proposals or managing kind of like your social media posts and and um, and then yeah, if you just kind of try and master like one thing like every month and then get that locked in, like within a year, you know there'll be twelve kind of like things that you'll kind of have all working and in place. I love it. I love it. All right. No, this is good. This is good. Now, before we wrap up, I also know that you're working on a new tool. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh uh, yeah. So one of the, the tools that uh, that we've developed was actually a solution to a problem that we were experiencing because we were sending people sort of documents and they look great on a computer, but they look absolutely terrible on mobile phones. And if you've ever, you know, received a pitch deck before or, you know, some type of a magazine sort of style document on a mobile phone, the text is tiny, you know, you have to pinch and scroll and it's just like, it's a really bad user experience. So we created this uh, bit of tech ourselves, which is called MobyMag, MobyMag.co. And it enables you to uh, create and to uh, basically send people documents so that they look amazing on the, the most important device, which is a mobile phone. And you can, um, so it's great if you have like a digital magazine or if you have a, a, some type of, uh, of newsletter or you're sending people proposals. Uh, you can also embed videos into there. You can embed podcasts into it as well. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really cool platform. So yeah, check out mobymag.co um, and you'll see all the information there. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll definitely include the we'll include the links of all the tools that you mentioned in the uh, in the description, the blog post for sure. Because I feel like there's there's there there probably going to be some people taking copious amount of notes, but it, we will also definitely include it in the uh, in the blog post. All right. Well, on that note, if anybody wants to know more about what you do, or you know, or business blueprint or anything like that, what what's the best way for them to find out? Yeah, best way would be to um, go along to um, either my personal website, dalebeaumont.com or our business, businessblueprint.com. And then we run a, a free three-hour business workshop, which is called 52 Ways because I share 52 different sort of strategies to help you in your business. And here we've focused quite a bit on marketing, which is awesome. But I focus on all these other areas of, uh, of business as well. So um, that's, yeah, you'll find the links to that on any of my websites. Uh, look out for 52 Ways and then just register. It's completely free. You can attend from anywhere in the world and it will show you how to uh, build a better business. Sounds lovely. All right. Well, Dale, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for, um, for jumping on the podcast. And, uh, and I'll, I'll look forward to uh, more conversations later. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Hey, it's Alex again from X-Growth. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you take a moment to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It would really help get the word out to other B2B professionals. If you're hungry for more B2B content, make sure to join our Slack channel at growthcolony.org forward slash Slack 
where we share the latest B2B news tactics, tips, and chat about problems we're facing in the B2B space and find solutions together. That's growthcolony.org forward slash Slack. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode.